So we're going to continue our Sunday sermon sessions within the Gospel of John. And uh, we find ourselves in the portion of Scripture in chapter 9, verses 35 through verse 41. Thus far we have seen the ministry of our Lord and Master, the Christ. We have seen that He came to give life. That He came to rescue and redeem those who were caught in the bondage of sinful and corrupt practices, beliefs, and minds. And we also see the growing hostility of Jesus' enemies and how these religious leaders were united in their persecution to remove Jesus, to slander his integrity, to bear false witness against him, to accuse him of all sorts of erroneous falsehoods. Yet still, the Messiah, the Christ, God on earth, Jesus, spoke words of life, spoke instruction with authority. And for it, some of the people were following him away from their subordination to the religious leaders, commonly known as the Sanhedrin. And so we see the Christ practicing his ministry with various signs, miraculous powers, supernatural activity, and within the immediate context that we were found in, chapter 9, the healing of a man who was born blind, and how it was truly a moment to take with celebration for the fact that a man who was born blind could now see, by the power of Christ, the growing hostilities of the religious leaders and the corruption had them blind. But yet the man who was blind could now see, and those who claimed to see were now blind. And within this context, and the theme of life that Christ produces, we continue and finish the chapter, this sermon session. Verse 35. Chapter 9, John. Jesus heard that they had put him out, and finding him, Jesus says to the blind man who now can see, Do you believe in the Son of Man? This, of course, is connected to the context of verse 34 and 33 and prior, where the religious authorities had put out this man from the synagogue. They kicked him out of the church. 
They kicked him out of the church because he stood firmly convinced of what Jesus had done to him. An act of compassion and love and liberation and freedom. No longer to be shackled and slaved to the tyranny of the pharisaical type. And you see, Jesus had given him instruction earlier on in the chapter to go and to wash. And he went and he washed and he saw. But the Christ had moved on to a, another location. And now back within the location where this man can be found, he sees this man. But this man had not seen Jesus. He had heard him. And the instructions that were given to him, but he had not seen him with his own eyes. And so this moment is truly fascinating, greatly interesting, that Jesus heard the information that this man had been kicked out of church. Friends, again, I say, do not fear the intimidation of the pharisaical types who have corrupted congregations and suppress you. And oppress you with their tyranny and dictatorship. Don't be afraid to be kicked out of those churches. They are corrupt churches that do not lead to heaven. For they are under the control and lead of individuals who are blind, leading the blind off a cliff. And so Jesus had heard of the man he had healed, had been kicked out of one of these synagogues ran by the Pharisees. And we remember that the Pharisees had great interest in ruling the synagogues. The chief priests were more so of the temple, but the synagogues more so of the Pharisees, and the Pharisees more at street level, if you will, among the people. But they did not see themselves of the people. They sought their praise, but they, sought, they, they saw themselves of a, of a higher prestige, and education. They searched the scriptures because they thought salvation was in themselves. They sought the law because they thought salvation was in the law. But it was in what the law pointed to. The Christ. And because of this corruption they were blind. And could not see that a man who was born physically blind could now see. And it was because of the Christ. So they kicked out the man, and Jesus hears of this information, and he finds the man who had been put out, as spoken in verse 34. And he says, and he finds, and that is true of the Christ. Does not the Christ find the blind to give them sight? And he says to this man, do you believe in the Son of Man? Dear friends, can we understand what the Son of Man means? The Son of Man means the, uh, 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 the one who intercedes. We must go through Christ in order to go to the Father. There is no way to the Father but through Christ. Yet the Pharisees thought they had a way to the Father, to their ancestral lineage back to Abraham. And they had since interpreted the text and the law to their own selfish desires and had created the Christ in their own image and were hostile towards the Christ before them. 
for he did not he did not look like or speak like the Christ they had since created in their own image. Do you believe in the Son of Man if they would have only understood that it was through the Messiah that one makes it to the Father? He is asking this question to the blind man. And the blind man answers in verse 36 and says, Who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him? Paul would, of course, speak of these things in Romans chapter 8, verse 34, as the Son of Man is the one who intercedes for us. There is no way to the Father but through the Son. And the Son of Man is the language of one who is God on earth. He is the connection of deity and humanity. The Son of Man is a strong and powerful, authoritative description of who he is. And isn't it interesting how the blind man who can now see his faith progressing, how did the blind man begin? The verses prior in the context of this chapter would reveal that the blind man saw Jesus as another man. And then as he progressed in his trust, he saw him as a prophet. And then as he began Growing more so in his faith, he saw Jesus as one from God. It all began, Jesus is a man. Jesus must be a prophet. He's a prophet. He must be from God. Friends, when we are trying to reach our loved ones, Pay attention. When we are trying to reach our loved ones, our co-workers, our neighbors, our family, our friends, the first thing they need to understand is that Jesus was a man. And who was he as a man? If you understand who he was as a man, you can begin to grow and understand that he must be a prophet. And if you understand him to be a prophet and you continue to grow in your faith, you'll understand, to, you'll understand him to be someone from God. And then, my dear friends, you will make, you will reach or attain the progress of your faith to the very moment we see recorded here. Jesus saying, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Deity on earth. And the blind man answers and says, Who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him? And the word Lord here in verse 36, pay attention, this is so fascinating. In verse 36, the Descriptive term utilized by the blind man, Lord, is a term of respect. It means sir. You could basically read the text saying, he answered, who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? And Jesus says to him in verse 37, you have both seen him and he is the one who is talking with you. You've seen, you've heard. Christ will find you. If you seek, Christ will find you. He will give you sight. And the one who gives you sight is the Son of Man. He was God on earth. He is the one who intercedes. 
You have both seen him, and he is the one who is talking with you. And the blind man who now sees says to Jesus in verse 38, look at this, this is so wonderful. Lord, I believe. Now guess in which descriptive way he is saying Lord in this verse. It's no longer sir, it's master. Jesus was a man. Jesus is the prophet. Jesus must come from God. Jesus is God. You see the progress of this man's faith? And you see no restraints or agendas. The man simply believed. It would have been very tempting for this man not to believe. Because by believing in Jesus, he was going against his own people and the traditions of his people and his religious leaders who were in the synagogue, the Pharisees. That takes a lot of sacrifice and courage to go against your own family, to go against all the religious beliefs you once held on to, and all the traditions that are around that, the emotional investment that comes with all sorts of religious background, he let them go for the simple fact that he could now see. And the man who cured him was before him saying, I am God, do you believe me to be the Messiah, the God, to be God? And he says, yes. I believe. And as an immediate act of Faith in Jesus, the Christ, what does he do? He worshipped him. Blasphemy in the eyes of the religious leaders. How dare he do that? You see, Pharisees will kick you out if you do not remain loyal to them. If you start to question them and their agenda or oppose them in any way, they'll kick you out. But dear friends, Jesus will find you and embrace you and bring you within his fold of faithful where we need no Pharisees. He has set us free from the bondage of the Pharisaical kind. We need no gatekeeper or keyholder. We just need Jesus. And he worshipped him. And to worship means he had a reverent bowing before him, a reverent bowing, a full action of the body to be bowed before Jesus, recognizing him to be God on earth. And Jesus said in verse 39, For judgment I came into this world, so that those who do not see may see, and that those who see may become blind. There is no contradiction. You and I have read the verses in chapters prior where Christ says, I did not come to judge. There is no contradiction. It is all a matter of context. The context of this immediate chapter is different than the context in which he spoke of not being here to judge. Christ was speaking that he was here to give life and not to condemn 
like these pharisaical types do. And we know what they look like and how they speak. They condemn, for they think themselves to be walking Bibles. And they aren't. Here, the judgment is of a, um, how should I say, a spiritual reaction to the Christ being the Messiah, God on earth. It is a reaction from those who are hostile towards him, who are not softened of heart to humble themselves to follow him and him only. For judgment I came into this world, so that those who do not see may see, and that those who see may become blind. Judgment is of an occurrence that takes place when one whose hardened heart hardens deeper. God hardened the heart of Pharaoh. Did God possess Pharaoh and take away his free will and make him disobey God? Not at all. Pharaoh had free will to choose to disobey God. His pride was in the way. And these Pharisees have pride in the way. And so their hearts hardened at the uh, presence of the Messiah and the instructions of the Messiah. For judgment I came into this world so that those who do not see may see. Was the man, was not the man who was born blind now capable of seeing? Why? How so? He had the right heart, the right humble heart, and that comes when you live a lowly life in the dirt where you are dependent of others' benevolence for you to have a meal. So that those who do not see may see, and that those who see may become blind. Did the Pharisees not think themselves to be capable of seeing? Verse 40. Those of the Pharisees who were with him heard these things and said to him, We are not blind too, are we? They are not asking that question out of a pure, humble motive. They're asking that question out of strong hate and bitterness against Jesus. You're not even entertaining the thought that we... The religious prestige, the educated, the leaders, those of us who know the law. We're smart, you're stupid. Shut your mouth, sit down, and listen to what we have to say. You wouldn't consider even entertaining the thought that we are as the common peasants and the sinners like this man who was born blind. They're very arrogant. They're very arrogant and very hardened of heart. Jesus says to them in verse 41, If you were blind, 
you would have no sin. But since you say, we see, you remain in sins. Their conscience was seared by their own desires and their own pride. They had galvanized themselves within a falsehood and would not seek to have any repentant qualities. How many miss the mark today whose hearts are hardened in their own emotions and claim to be saved and Christians and, and I know I'm right and I know I felt it and I know what, and I'm a Christian and I'm saved and I know it and there's nothing you can say about it. They're hardened by their own pride, their own rebellion. They can't see it. Interesting information, Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5, verse 32. Luke chapter 5, verse 32 says, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. These pharisaical types think themselves righteous and saved by their own merit. They know the law. They are scholarly. You are uneducated. We are educated. Remember what they said of Jesus? How can a man who is not educated be so learned? In 1 John chapter 1, verse 8, 1 John chapter 1, verse 8. If we say that we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Jesus says to these Pharisees, If you were blind, if you were humble and seeking and lowly and poor in spirit, if you knew you were lost in your sins, in your pride, in your self-righteousness, in your hypocrisy, in your slander and lies and baseless accusations, if you knew of how corrupt and rebellious you were, you could see. You could see because the Christ would heal them but because of the and their 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 uh, how should I say their countenance being that of pride and 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 tyranny and, and and being bullies, being divisive, being hateful and bitter, manipulative, they remain blind. If you were blind, you would have no sin. But since you say. We see. My conscience is clear. We know we're right. We've searched the scriptures and found salvation in ourselves. We know the law, and the law has salvation within itself. They remained in their sins. If they would have trusted in Christ, 
they could have found salvation. And today it is so sad and unfortunate that many seek to trust in them own selves and miss the mark. This man and the progress of his faith, this blind man who now sees in the progress of his faith, saw Jesus as a man, grew to see him as the prophet, grew to see him as one from God, and grew to the point where he knew he was God. And through all these stages of his faith maturing, the Pharisees hardened and hardened and hardened their hearts and sought to murder Jesus. And for what? What did this, what did the Christ do but heal a man who was blind? You see, they were bitter and jealous against Jesus. And they were losing control over the people who were following Jesus. Because Jesus told them, you don't need to go through the Pharisees for your salvation. All you need to do is go and wash and you'll see. Today Jesus tells us the same thing in relation to the new birth. Believe in me and be immersed. Come out of water and the Spirit. Be saved. Those who don't believe will never trust in Jesus enough to be saved. And the Pharisees hate that. They want us to go through them for salvation. But they don't hold salvation. They don't hold it. They don't have it. We must trust in Jesus and Jesus only. And Jesus says, truly, truly, unless one is born again out of water and the Spirit, he will never, ever see heaven. He'll never be a legal citizen of the kingdom, faithful therein forevermore. The gospel is simple to a kind and humble heart who knows he needs the love of Christ and his salvation. It's available to anyone who has that seeking heart. Whoever believes and is baptized shall be saved. Whoever does not believe shall be damned. This new birth was extended to the people of the day. And we've seen that theme throughout the chapters where Christ is leading people to that very moment. Let's not be Pharisees. Let's not seek the approval of the Pharisees. We don't need them. Christ is the one who intercedes for us. There is only one way to the Father, and that is through Christ. And we too can make the faith and progress of knowing him as a man, a prophet, from God, and God himself on earth among us. Okay, that will conclude our sermon session at this time, and uh, we will move forward with a song. <laughs>